Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, podcast where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. Today, um, I'm really happy to have the alchemist entrepreneur. We've got Doug Gordon joining us from Israel. How are you this morning? Great, David. Thanks for having me. Um, when I think alchemy, I think about that scene from the Mickey Mouse uh, movie where he's you know, playing with his, um, you know, with the magician's stuff when he's not supposed to be. Was it The Apprentice? Remember that one? And all the hats start marching around. You know? the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes, that's the one. That's right. well, why don't you tell us a little bit about why this label has become applied to you and some of the work that you do? Well, I, I started using it after reading a book you probably read as well, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. You know, before that, I would imagine the, you know, the alchemists of old as these grungy old men hunched over a, a frying pan on a campfire, you know, trying to mix in who knows what turned lead into gold. Uh, but reading that story, you come to see it quite differently. Uh, and, you know, and, and you come to the way I, what I noticed, I don't know if other people noticed this in, in that story, but, uh, what I noticed is that it's really, you know, it, it may, here's what I, I came away thinking, and this is definitely not in the book, but it just, I don't know where I got it. Um, it's probably not that the alchemists of old were, you know, just uh, delusional, you know, uh, hey, maybe we could turn lead into gold. Why, why would you think that? I, I, I believe that what they must have been thinking was if we can get to the underlying structure of this lead, then we can leverage it and turn it into something much more valuable. And perhaps what they were trying to do with various mixing and so on was to see how we can maybe break it down so that we can build it up into something more powerful, more valuable. And I like to think, you know, that that's the approach that I take in, in everything we're doing in, in marketing and selling uh, specifically for, for entre, you know, entrepreneurs, small business consultant, professional service firm, and so on. There's so much that we could do, but most people are skidding across the surface well, if we can slow down enough to stop, look beneath the surface and say, okay, what's this underlying structure here that we cannot move? It's, it's firm. And how could we leverage it? Then we start to create alchemy. It's, crea it's taking what we have in front of us and making it more valuable, which is really what entrepreneur means in French, my, as I understand it. I, I know, don't know any French. I, you probably do. <laughs> do you yeah, speak I French do. where you are? Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, is that right? Like entrepreneur means somebody, what I remember hearing, I think from Peter Drucker is that entrepreneur refers to somebody who takes something of lower value and converts it into something of higher value. It, it quite literally means the person who takes in between. So, so the, 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 at the time the, the term was coined, they were thinking about these people who were taking uh, fish from the ports on the coast and they were transporting them to Paris, for example. And of course, the fish is worth less at the port and more in Paris. And in moving the fish from one point to the other, there was this price differential and the entrepreneur took that money. And so it, it, was, it was actually a derogatory term because it was sort of like a, a profiteer kind of thing um, where this person is simply profiting from the differential, not fully appreciating until much later the value contributed by the person who actually moved the fish. Okay. I, I yeah. hear it's, it, you know, hard, hard for me to, to see that, you know, I mean, I, I hear it. I can certainly see that, but that's certainly a one-sided view of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
I guess not the view we, we would tend to take. And <laughs> probably not the view those of us, uh, everyone listening and watching this would, would so take. So entre is between and preneur is taker. So that's, that's the breakdown. Yeah. All right. Well, so, you know, the, the, the idea of, uh, of alchemy, as I see it, it's, it's, um, it's kind of leveraging, leveraging what you have. It's, it's taking what's there and leveraging rather than breaking yourself against it or skidding across the surface and not even being aware of it. So, you know, the, the alchemist entrepreneur to me, that's, that's really, you know, that's the term that we use. Um, and, you know, a, as, as I've said uh, in our other conversation, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a natural marketer or salesperson. So I spent quite a number of years having to learn this. Uh, I, I can learn um, and then adapt and then really come to understand things. Like, you know, the, I, like, I like to think that I can, when I've kind of um, paid the price, often painfully to, to figure something out over time and to really get there, I, I do seem to have the ability of getting to the um, you know, peeling off some layers, getting to that underlying structure, and then being able to teach it and explain it to others in a way that they get. And then, you know, things they've heard so many times before, perhaps from many different books or people or courses or programs, um, they suddenly get it. They suddenly understand it. And just because I really, you know, can make it, I can take them to simplicity on the far side of complexity. I'll give a very simple example. You know, uh, we, we all know that you need a, um, Every business knows that you've got to have a target market. You've got to have a clear niche, right? Everybody knows it, but it's something that most struggle with. Why is that? Because most of people, when we talk about a niche, uh, we're talking about, well, you know, who's your niche? It's going to be, um, you know, uh, professionals uh, between 35 and 55 uh, who drive these types of cars, read this, these websites or, or, you know, that, that kind of nonsense. For most small business, that's mostly useless information. And, you know, that avatar exercise that so many people, um, so many consultants will lead you through is it has its, everything has its place, but from, you know, it's so much information. The, the exercise never really ends. You can go on and on. And then at the end, the business, you know, you, you're like, well, what do I now? What do I do with all that? Hmm. How do I start? And to me, that's getting across the surface. But if, if we say, okay, I know what's the reason let's go deeper. Why do I need to focus everything I'm doing on, on, on a particular niche? And I thought about that and I realized simply that, well, I need to be able to focus my attention, my, my resources, my time, my money, um, anything else that I'm bringing to it, my expertise in a certain clear direction. That's number one. I can't be everywhere. I can't do everything well. Number two, I need to have a simple message that somebody, my ideal client is going to hear and notice. And if our message is too broad, too inclusive, talks, you know, like, like I, help, um, I help companies get the most from their people or, or whatever. You know, I mean, that's just coming up with everybody sounds like everybody talks like that. But if instead I have a message that says, well, I help companies solve the problems they have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. Mm. Now I have a message that people say, what? Because they hear that and instantly they realize, yeah, I've got employees who are a little too valuable to fire. But no one's ever talked about it to them that way. But you can, you know, with a, a penetrating message like that, you can just, you enter their mind and their heart where no one else can. Now, if the goal of a niche is that I could focus my resources and get their attention and interest, I don't need to know all those things about my ideal client, my niche. What I need to know is what is a problem they have and don't want and what is a result they want and don't have, right? 
it's and, it, instead instead of talking about the kind of person they most often look like or appear to be, we're actually talking about a, we're talking about a customer journey. We're saying what is the difficulty that this person is experiencing that's making them lift their eyes from whatever it is they do every day to kind of look for some sort of solution and and talking to them using the same kind of language that they are using in expressing their frustration. Exactly. There was um, Robert Collier, I believe, um, famous Mark, you know, I think advertising guy from you know, last century, often quoted in direct marketing circles. You know, he said that good advertising enters the conversation in the mind of the customer. And I was reflecting on that because I never read the guy's book, but I kept hearing about it. I'm like, what does that mean? Enter the conversation going on in the mind of the ideal customer. And I realized, well, what's the conversation going on in my mind? What's the conversation that's probably going on in your mind? It's all the same. And I realized we're only ever thinking about two things. We're thinking about a problem I have and don't want, and or I'm thinking about a result that I want and don't have. A result that could be an experience I want and don't have, a change I want and don't have. And, and we're thinking at, about it at a certain level. You know? And you know, so that, that's, why, that's why it's one thing to say, um, you know, let's say, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what was it, another uh, life coaching, right? I had a client who's uh, doing nicely as a life coach and felt she could do a lot better, um, which is unusual that any life coaches, because no one wants life coaching, nobody. <laughs> Even life coaches don't buy life coaching. It's, it's not what they want. It's, they want to solve a problem. There's a problem they have and don't want. And there's a result right. they want and don't have. So I said to her, I said, make a list of the problems you can help solve, the results that you can enable, specifics. And I looked over the list. I said, there, that. You can build a business on that. And as I recall, I, I helped her craft the following message, which was, I help, I help women who wake up each morning wondering if I'm so successful, why am I so unhappy? Mm. Now compare, you know, I'm a life coach. That's getting across the surface. Nobody's going to hear you. Obviously, there are exceptions. But generally speaking, you sound like everybody else, and therefore no one even notices. I don't need to know more about my you know, avatar. I don't need to know what kind of job she works, where she shops. I don't need to know all that. I just need to be able to get into her mind and heart so I could speak aloud what's going through her mind. Very few people ever feel understood. But when I suddenly speak aloud, well, I help, uh, help women who, um, who wake up each morning wondering if I'm so successful, why am I so unhappy? Suddenly, the right people are going to hear that and they're like, are you reading my, my journal? Are you reading my mind? Like, where, how did you, were you listening to my conversation with my friend last night? Like, mm -hmm. were you sitting at the next table? You know, and, and, and then you can cut through so much of the garbage that's out there. So that's just an example of, of what I see as like, okay, what is the point of highest leverage? That's what I mean by alchemy. Getting to yeah. the underlying structure that actually matters and leveraging it rather than breaking yourself against it or skidding across the surface. Hmm. I, it's a lot of powerful concepts there that we just, you know, touched on briefly. But uh, when you're talking about um, the life coach who is creating that message for potential clients, it, it made me think of some of my sales training I've had over the years. Um, and there's always this joke about uh, everybody's listening to WIIFM, which is, mm -hmm. of course, sounds like the name of a radio station, but it's what, what's in it for me right? Yep. And you, you could put a message in front of uh, those women who's, you know, who are unhappy and just saying, I'm the greatest life coach. I'm the greatest life coach. And it, it's just all going to go past them. They're not going to pay attention because you're not talking about what's in it for them. 
right? Which is the, the, the thing that everyone's looking for. Now, I, th- I think it's even more than that, but go on. Now, well, I was just going to say, you and I have just spent an hour on a, in a conversation about mindset and personal development and how all of this relates to, to growing a business. Um, because you, you, I, every month I interview an expert for my business buyer adventure group coaching program on topics related to business ownership or transactions. So, um, and one of the things that I found interesting in our conversation is we got into um, some of the marketing work that you do specifically with people who are sort of coaches, consultants, uh, expert specific type business operators. And, and that is actually creating networks around these kinds of problems, right? Networks mm-hmm. of people around a problem. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how, how that works? So, yeah, sure. So first of all, we call it an alchemy network. And, you know, there are, there are those who are saying you've got to be doing Facebook ads and those saying you've got to be doing SEO, you've got to have a, a podcast, or you've got to be doing webinars, whatever it might be. And all of those could work and all of those could fail. There's no one right way. What I've come to see just from my own experience and experience with people who I, I work with is that I think most, most, most uh, business owners who have some kind of service or product and service where they're you're selling at a high enough price that people need to get to know you first. There's some mm-hmm. kind of relationship. Uh, it could be, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, fifty thousand, hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars, even into low seven figures, or I suppose more. But um, uh, the the basic idea is this: is that um, how you, let's let's say you give a speech, you know, you, you give a talk, and that leads someone to want to sit down with you and you have lunch with a potential client, but they're not ready now. So then, where does that go? You know, then like you can email them every few months and send them something valuable, some article, you know, there's, again, that could work. It's fine. But what if instead you would invite them into your own alchemy network, right? This is one scenario for where this makes a lot of sense. I mean, let's say it was the, the CEO of, uh, of, uh, of a, you know, a $50 million a year business and you can help them with uh, certain, um, uh, you know, it's manufacturing. You can help them with product development. Okay. okay. A, a client of mine does something like this for companies in the multi hundred million plus. Uh, so let's just say you, you can help them with very often product development goes a lot slower than, than the companies would like it. Uh, they end up going off on many different tangents. It costs them way more. And the answer for, you know, the, or from, from the, the, the people, the managers is always, I, you know, I, I need more people. I need more tools, more money, more resources. But if you're the CEO or, you get tired of hearing that and, and you suspect that there's got to be something else. There's something else missing, something fundamental because the more money isn't solving the problem. So and that's what my client could do. So let's say he's starting an alchemy network and he has, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, so now he can reach out to these, the CEO or other senior executives, depending on the business and invite them to an alchemy network. He would give it a name that focuses on a problem they have and don't want and or a result they want and don't have. Uh, it could have, it could be something around new product development. It could be, it could be even a little bit more broader than that, but, uh, but um, it has to be something that it makes that they're already putting in some time every month into, otherwise it's just another distraction. It has to be something that's on their minds, your ideal Mm -hmm. client. And then what you do is you're bringing together a network of such people and you start off five, 15, 20 people, 50 people, it could be a hundred, 150 people. It could all be done online. 
and you're facilitating conversations. People get to build new relationships, learn from, and you're at the center of it. This is a way of staying connected with all these people and becoming what I think of as an under the radar industry leader. Right. Now, why an under the radar industry leader? Because as I said, there are a lot of people who they're not interested in becoming the celebrity. I mean, it's just not my personality. I could fake it and I, I make a total fool of myself, you know, I just, cause it's not me. It's just not, you know, but, um, but when people do get to know me, when I, you know, spend some time, we have a chance to get to know each other. They come to see, hey, this guy actually knows his stuff. He's really, he's paid the price. He's got mastery and he actually cares. And that leads somewhere. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, the idea of, you know, yes, you could do Facebook ads, you can do, you know, you can do public speaking and so on. And a lot of those things, by the way, are amplified when you have an alchemy network. But be, if you could bring together well-placed people in your industry, ideal clients or recommenders or colleagues who could put you in front of their own, their own audiences of customers, clients, or whatever it might be, then, and all those are legitimate groups for an alchemy network. So then you find yourself in, in a place where, huh, okay. You, you, know, you, know, you know, Chet Holmes had the old idea of the dream 100. I don't know if you know if he had the idea, but it's, uh, he popularized it with that term. Is that, you know, you have a hundred potential clients that you're in touch with on a regular basis. This gives you a mechanism for that, but not only that, but you bring them together. And by the very fact that you're creating the network, there's so much value created for each person's participation without your, you being on the phone with them all the time. Cause you can't have equal, you know, equally strong yeah. relationships with everybody. It's just too much, right? This is perfect for people who you tend to get most of your business from referrals or some other relationship. The problem is it's not very predictable. You can't, cause a referral. I mean, there are certain things you can, but when you have people in your network and they're constantly remembering who you are and you're, you know, you have a regular process of being able to remind them what you can do for them, then um, th- this whole alchemy network makes, a whole, makes all those things more uh, just easier, more consistent and more likely. And, and you know, you can, you can, I mean, you, you never have total control about over what other people are doing, obviously. But you can definitely, it gives you a chance to, to spark referrals, to, to, um, to become that under-the-radar industry leader that people have you on their mind and they come across somebody and you're the one they think of. Or when you ask them, hey, I'm looking for this, or would you want to, uh, could we organize one of the, you know, an event for your, your audience on that, that, that puts you in front of that audience of your ideal clients. All of these things are possible. I get invited on podcasts because I lead an alchemy network. I actually lead two now. Um, and I, you know, yeah, to some degree I've gone out and looked for them, but I also got invited because so many people in my network have podcasts and then other people have heard me on this podcast, reach out, invite me. It's an easy thing Mm -hmm. for me to do. And I've gotten clients from it. I built new relationships from it. So that's the gist. Was that clear? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just, I'm thinking back to the days when, when I had different careers in sales, for example, and, and you always have this kind of um, file or pile of prospects who you know can take advantage of whatever it is that you're selling, but they're not ready for whatever reason, right? And and then it's always, well, I need to keep top of mind with these people. I need to keep reaching out to them. And it it's a very laborious thing. And then you're worried that you're annoying them or what have you. And 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 they might have a little bit of contact with you and they know that you have something that would benefit them. But being part of a group with other 
people in a similar situation, other consumers of what it is that you have, you know, the conversations they're going to have with each other, you know, sort of circling around you is going to make them want to continue to be engaged. And that, that is, I think the key is that when somebody decides, I mean, it's kind of like my clientele, you know, people who want to take online courses and stuff. I put out interesting stuff like our conversation today um, because I know that if, if people continue to be engaged with me and they find my stuff interesting when they are ready to step forward and learn what it is that, that I offer, then I'm going to be the person that they choose. And so it's, it's really about creating an opportunity for other people for when they're ready. And it, to me, that's really what sales are. You can't, you know, sell something or I, I get really offended by these terms like closers and stuff like this. It's almost like you can employ some sort of tactical trick to trick somebody into doing something may, they may not want to do at the moment. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not something that helps you build a business where you're selling high value solutions. Like you're talking about 15, 50, hundred thousand dollars. You don't, you don't trick somebody through some sort of tactic into, into paying that kind of money. It's, it's right. gotta be something that they see that they're going to benefit from. And it, there's a mutual exchange of value. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's, um, there's, there's almost certainly opportunity for some kind of, I mean, I don't know exactly what you're, what you've got going and I know you're doing a lot of things, but, um, but, um, I think maybe we talked about this, but there, are, there. Are, oh yeah, you said there are a lot of definitely people who, let's say they have, they are, um, they have a podcast, and mm -hmm. one way of doing that is, is they use a podcast as a way of, of um, meeting potential clients, mm -hmm. and then interviewing the potential clients, and then sometimes that will lead to a, a, a conversation and maybe a, um, um, uh, some kind of project, uh, and you know, this was in our our behind the, uh, you know, the clients only. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yes, yes. I've been the victim of this. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but like, like many things there's, you know, there's, um, I, I was skeptical about how that works, but apparently it works because if you, I, I suppose, you know, if you do it in it with genuine service, as opposed to, I'm going to try to sneak you into something like you were just talking about, there's, you know, there's, there's an opportunity, there's a possibility for that. Um, now, what if what if somebody what if somebody has a podcast and many people do that that isn't not necessarily bringing them anywhere, uh, and a lot of those people may not be ready for you right now. But what if you use it as a way to invite them into your alchemy network when it makes sense? Mm -hmm. And that's where you know, let's say you're only looking for certain kinds of people. You've got to be clear about the concept. There's certain things. You no, know, there's there's a way to do it. Yeah, this is not just you've got to curate this, and that's you know, this is not a LinkedIn group. It's not a Facebook you know group. Um, it, it's, it's something that requires some architecture and it requires your leadership, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, just as we were saying before, it's about thinking about the customer journey, you know, right. where, what is the pathway that these people are on and where, what, which road would they rather be on? Right. And, and how can we do something that provides value to engage with these people so that while they're, you know, and, and I've been, you know, uh, serving businesses who really wanted what I had to offer, but they couldn't implement it until they got up other things lined up, right? Other things had to be taken care of first. And right. so, you know, you want to be there for them and, and, and 
through this kind of alchemy network, you can actually create value that will help them maybe do those other things a little more quickly and get a little more excited about the outcome that, that could be there. And, you know, any business, especially a larger sort of midsize or bigger, it takes them longer to change. It takes them longer to move sometimes because there are so many more people often involved and they're all of their commitments they have piled on. And it's easy for people to lose steam in a big change as they meet resistance and they run into problems and then they have to stop the project while they focus on something else for the end of the quarter or what have you. And it's hard to maintain that momentum sometimes. And having something where they're part of a conversation where they're seeing other people maybe see results can help keep people on track and push them forward so that they can then reach the point where they're ready to engage with you and become one of your customers. And so it's, it's much more of a, a long cycle sales kind of strategy. Um, and I think that, you know, to your point, this is something that people who sell high value solutions really should be considering. And so yeah. you've been working, you've been uh, working with people to build these networks uh, as one of your main focuses now uh, over the past year. Is that right? Um, even less than a year. It's something I've been thinking about for a while because I've used one um, to grow my, my business over the last 10 years. Uh, and it's been, you know, almost all my business has come through that as a group of colleagues in my situation. Uh, so slowly but surely, yeah, I started working with a few people and now I'm, I created a network of people who want to build an alchemy network. So we call that the Under the Radar Leaders Network. Um, and not everybody in there is doing that, but it's, it's, for, it's for people who um, most of their business comes through some kind of relationship building. Hmm. And they're interested in the ideas of how to do it better, how to do it in a more leveraged way. Uh, most of them are going to have some kind of, they started or they plan to start some kind of alchemy network uh, and with some guidance from me and collaboration with others. So, so yeah, I, I actually I'm working with a, with a business broker now, um, mm -hmm. a woman who was a CPA for many years and she, you know, her business, her husband became a business broker about 10 years ago and she was kind of always really good at it from the side. And she's um, moving out of CPA work into business broker work. And um, for the excitement? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she says she never really liked the CPA work. But uh, no, she, she's, um, she's closed a few deals. And I, I don't know the exact size of this, but she, she told me she got a $60,000 commission. Recently. Oh, good for her. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume that you have to be, she's really dedicated, you know, like, and she, when there were issues and the deal was possibly in jeopardy, she went in to make things happen. And that's what I assume the role of a broker. It's not just to introduce two people. It's to really oh, help make it, but you know, you know better than I would. It's gladi. It's the role is to be a gladiator because there's always yeah. a new monster appearing in the ring that needs to be slain or controlled. So, so she's starting just now she's starting an alchemy network that's intended for business owners who whether they plan to sell or not, but they'd like to build their business in a way that it's valuable to, that it could be sold mm -hmm. in the coming three to five years or so. The, so. This in particular is a trend that I have witnessed. Um, in fact, um, just for the Christmas Eve special, I had a gentleman on uh, named Mike Finger who, who does this very thing. And more I've noticed because I listen to other podcasts that are put out by business brokers and things a lot of business brokers are starting to focus more on trying to engage earlier with business owners to do this kind of work 
most small business owners, they just don't, they don't prepare and they don't look for help early enough. And then mm-hmm. something personal happens and they end up suddenly having to put the business up for sale. And, and often, you know, it could have been much better for them if they had done, you know, X, Y, Z things two years ago that, that right. they never did. And so I definitely see the value in this. And I, and I hope enough people start doing it that the business owners start to, um, start to see that it's, it's something more important because for a lot of small business owners, they're so focused on the daily activities that they don't, they don't do that. Uh, you know, some of that top level strategic work uh, enough. And you know, exactly how it's going to play out remains to be seen. And like you said, building an alchemy network is a long-term strategy, but the truth is anything you're going to do is a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all, on some level, we're wired to look for that quick fix. We're, looked, we're wired to say, oh, if I could just get this, then everything will be fine. That's not how life really works. Anyone listening to this who's over 30 knows that, I'm sure, right? Yeah. You, you never arrive. And, and our goal has to be much more than arriving. So you know, when it comes to um, you know, a, a long-term strategy, I mean, I, I know I have, I have a friend and a colleague, I think you may know him as well. He was spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on Facebook ads uh, a little over a year ago. And then one month it just tanked. He was making several million dollars and then it stopped. And then he spent $600,000 over, I think, eight or nine months with three different agencies to try to get it back. Nothing, you know? So, you know, and, and not, not, that doesn't even, you know, talk about all those who spent so much money and never got anything from it. He was actually had something going. He's had to, he's had to redo his business, you know, figure it out. And, and it's tough. So nothing, there is no silver bullet. Mm-hmm. And once you really accept that there is no silver bullet, what's the one thing that nobody can take away from you? And that is relationships, relationships with the right people. That's what nobody can take away. And if you create your own network, and I like to say that you know, it's it, just like when you own the casino, the casino has an advantage. When you own the network, you have an advantage. Yes. And that's, you know, that's really what, when you own the network, you have an advantage. You're building relationships. You're, you're getting to know people. You're introducing them to each other because there are lots of things they can get without you being directly involved. But nevertheless, you're, you're always there. And you'll hear from them at the right time. And sometimes you, and you have the opportunity of kind of, prodding in a, in a nice way, you know? Mm. Um, and, and because you're creating something valuable for them all the time. Uh, th- this has been great. Uh, great ideas. Um, if there are people that are watching who want to, uh, find more information or reach out and, uh, and talk with you, Dove, how do they reach you? Oh, I, ha- I have a short training on how to actually go about building in Alchemy Network and become an under the radar industry leader. It's at dovegordon.net forward slash under the radar. So that's D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N.net forward slash under the, under the radar. Um, if anyone wants to reach me directly, you could email me dovegordon at dovegordon.net. That's uh, D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N at dovegordon.net. And, and that'll be in the show notes if any of you are driving or, or whatnot right now. Um, thank you so much. Um, Dove, it's great to talk with you again. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, whenever we can get together. And, um, and, and of course, for everyone out there, don't forget, if, uh, if you're interested in business deals and some of the stuff that, that gets talked about on this show, uh, make sure that you're on my email list 
And you can find that over davidcbarnett.com. There's a sign-up form and you can check off the topics or areas of interest that you have so that I only send you emails on those topics. And uh, you'll never miss a new video and uh, you'll get offered things that I send out before everyone else does on the main YouTube channel. And with that, we'll say see you later. Bye, Dove. Bye, thanks.